Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for starting the weekend with us. Here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from, we appreciate all of you guys, our great listeners out there, especially our service men and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive thru at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo and Tupelo. It would be a little odd, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Scuba. Scuba Tech, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Scoobrew. Scoobrew? Yeah. Why not? Well, that might be kind of fun. We could do it. I can't tell you how many times I've driven up 45 to scuba to, on a Thursday night to watch. Oh, yeah. You've covered a lot Lions. of good football out there. Seen, you've seen a lot of great yeah. players. I've covered a lot. I saw Chad Kelly. I saw Danico Autry. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen. Seen them all. See Bo Wallace? Was he any, was I any saw any? Bo Wallace. Yeah. Um, I was covering that year that they had the fight. And uh, Delta, but I, I didn't actually cover that game. So, well, wherever you are, if you don't want your morning to start with a fight, start with a great cup of coffee from Strange Brew Coffee House. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it for shipping. Wherever you live in our great state, you can have a great cup of coffee every morning with Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find nice Mississippi State merchandise. Unlike certain people wearing Walmart Ole Miss baseball jerseys who try to run you over while you're doing a segment. You want to get good stuff, you go to College Corner. They have the biggest and best selection in central Mississippi, two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Floyd by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Starville's best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Something for everybody on that Humble Taco menu, whether you're a uh, picky eater or not, or whether you're vegan, vegetarian, you're doing keto, you're eating gluten-free, they've got you covered at Humble Taco. But if you're just a regular old-fashioned red-blooded American like me and Robbie, well, then they've also got you covered because they got great food, great drinks, and a great time every time at Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs might be a good idea for lunch for you today. Download the free Firehouse Subs app. You place your order online. It's ready within minutes. And the reward points, well, they just pile up so you're eating free sandwiches. Gas is five bucks a gallon. Free sandwich is something nothing to turn your nose up at. So get after it with the Firehouse Subs app. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood in Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. We got a fun show today planned, and I, I'm going to surprise Robbie with it because we're going to talk recruiting, but not uh, current recruiting and, and not anything about certain players are, that are they're currently in, 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 their, in their cycle. Robbie, we're going to do what I'm calling a recruiting rewind. What I have done is I have gone back and looked at 10 classes from 12 to 21. Okay. We're going to look at those classes. And honestly, Robbie, there are some overrated football players in there, and there are some underrated football players in there. So we're going to go through the top 10 of each class. 
And then we're going to re-rank. I have re-ranked all of the classes. I've done a top five based on how it actually played out. So I think think this will be a fun little little exercise for us. Don't you agree? Let's let's do it. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll start at the front end here in 2021. Obviously, this is the one that's the hardest to do, right? All of these guys are just freshmen. So, you know, you don't have a lot. I mean, it's a lot of guys redshirt. So, you know, if you're not on this list, don't feel too bad. But at the start of the list, Deion Smith, number one, he's already out at LSU. He's at a JUCO. He'll probably be at Ole Miss next year. Um, so we're doing the state of Mississippi class. Yeah, just the state of Mississippi. I'm, I'm sorry. We're not okay. about nationally, yeah. Oh, well, I, I just thought you were talking about Mississippi State classes. No, 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 no. We're looking at the state of Mississippi. Okay. Kadarius Callaway, two, goes to Alabama, leaves after a couple of weeks. Now he's at EMCC and doesn't appear to be getting back into major college football anytime soon. Isaiah Brevard out at Oregon, he had one catch last year. Luke Altmyer at Ole Miss. John Lewis at Mississippi State was five. Antonio Harmon, six. Redshirt, MJ Daniels at Ole Miss. Redshirt, Brandon Buckhalter at Ole Miss. Redshirt, Jacoby Moore is at Ole Miss now uh, after transferring from Mississippi State, but he redshirted last year. Then Ty Keyes rounds out your top ten, who got some starting action uh, last year at uh, at, U- at uh, USM. Here's how I'm going to re-rank them. First off, just, just anything stand out in that top ten? Is there somebody you now – I think Callaway is the one where you point to him and you go, yeah, he was, he was overrated. Yeah, um, and I don't know if that's just uh, indicative of his skill set or anything like that. I just – I th- always thought that was kind of a um, a weird decision mm-hmm. to go to Alabama, as weird as that sounds. Yeah. I just didn't well, I think get exactly that what you're saying, though. I just didn't really think that he, with his personality and all that, I didn't think he really fit Alabama. And it just um, felt like he was a guy that Alabama would be able to recruit over pretty easily. Yeah. So. And so I, I still don't know like what all happened with that, but going to JUCO, I mean, leads me to believe it might have been academically related. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, uh, they were never details. clear on why he left Alabama in the first place. So. Yeah. So here's the the re rank for me. I got Jarquez Hunter at number one. Yes. Now he was twelfth on this class uh, a year ago. Uh, and from school. a uh, – if we're going with, you know, their impacts so far, I mean, you, you probably have to go with Justin Wally from Minnesota, number two. Number two. Yeah, that's exactly correct. All freshmen, all Big Ten there. Rated the 14th best player – or 13th best player, I'm sorry, in Mississippi a year ago. I went with Ty Keys at third. Got some starting time and probably would have been the quarterback the whole season long had he not gotten injured. Yeah. And then – just so not enough of these guys have played. I have Altmeyer fourth. And Deion Smith is actually fifth. He had 11 catches for LSU a season ago. So that's I mean, the one move, class where um, it's just like you can't really judge things just yet. Yeah, because, you know, John Lewis was playing. He got hurt, and he was playing behind some veterans. Right, at and with Ty Cooper, you know, get, he's just behind guys. Yeah. In a couple of years, we'll have a better feel. So let's look at 2020. I feel like you got a pretty good feel here. McKinley Jackson, number one overall player in the state uh, that year. Manuel Forbes, second. J.J. Pegues, committed to Auburn, signed with Auburn. Now he's at Ole Miss. Josiah Hayes is such an interesting guy. Was committed to Ole Miss and then flipped to Kentucky. And MSU had no real interest in him. He's a guy who's he's played at Kentucky. 
Uh, Tulu Griffin was the fifth-rated player in the state last year or two years ago. Jacuvian Brown uh, goes to Ole Miss. Trey Benson went to Oregon. Now he's at Florida State. Alex Adams left LSU. I don't know. I don't know where he is now. I don't know where he ended up. Does um, he go JUCO? He may have. Eli Acker is still at Ole Miss, and then Dylan Johnson, tenth, still at Mississippi State. Here's the re-rank. Will Rogers is number one for me in this class. I, Alex Adams went to play for Jim Moorhead. He's at Akron? Yeah, I forgot oh, about wow. that. Okay, I yeah. didn't know that. All right. Yeah. So I put Will Rogers number one in this class. I just feel like that's – that's. it felt like a relatively easy call to me, to be honest with you. I'm surprised by that. Why? Because I, I might put Emmanuel Forbes number one. I had Forbes and two. And I figured, I figured you would be on board with that. You, could, I, I'm you thinking, could sell me on it, but starting quarterback in the SEC at yeah, but I'm also 4,700 yards last year. Well, you know how we do these rankings, right? They're completely we rank these players on the, we, we rank these players based on their uh, – at least with 247, and especially like in the five stars, mm-hmm. we rank them based on their NFL the, the NFL potential. Right. So, to me, Forbes has higher potential for the NFL than Will Rogers. I just feel at this point – I mean, Rodgers is going to be the all-time leading passer in college football history when his career is over. Three. I can. I think we can all agree that he is not nineteenth. No. in that class. So I had him. I had him first, fourth, mm. second. Jaden Wally, I had third. Okay. The two two good years at Mississippi State. I had. You'll love this because I know you were talking about him the other day. Corey Rucker, fourth. Yes. Signed with Arkansas State, is now transferred to South Carolina, but he had a, a good career up there. I was just about to say he needs to move up the list. He was he was ranked. Um, Let's see here. Rucker was? 38th. Yeah. And he was he was 51st by 247. Yeah. So really underrated player there. Complete then, whiff by everyone. Yeah. I have Dylan Johnson fifth. Just had a solid career so far. Uh-huh. I, I can deal with that. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking back through some of these, you know, here towards the bottom. Um, and you know, a lot of these guys didn't really pan out. I mean, Javorius Selman was ranked ahead of Will Rogers, and he had yeah. to go to Jackson State. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what he's doing now. I don't even know if he's playing. Yeah. Um, Mantra Edwards. Caleb Alford was such a weird guy in that class. Caleb Alford. Yeah. Like he went completely under the radar. Nobody really ever talked about him. You know, State was looking for a cornerback. He they never really recruited him. Mm-hmm. Went to Notre Dame. I think he might have transferred. I can't remember. I um, didn't really look at him just because I, I haven't heard his name. Eli Acker has to be top five over Dylan Johnson. I, well, uh, who else? Who else? Have you, who else have you had in here? Rucker, Will Rogers, Rucker. It's not a yeah, Will Rogers. Rogers, Emmanuel Forbes, Jaden Wally. Jaden Wally, Rucker, Rucker okay. Dylan Johnson. No, Eli Acker, I might put him six. I might put him six. Maybe six, but no, he's not top five. The he other, was starting uh, some last year for Ole Miss as a freshman. So, but yeah, I mean, Rodgers is behind a bunch of guys: Jimmy Holiday, Caleb Alford, Kentrell Bullock. None of these guys. And Janari. Dean. I guess you know. I guess Tulu would be ahead of Acker too. It's close. It's close. So, I mean, he's had more of an impact to this yeah. point. I think he played as a true freshman too. The 2019 class, super interesting, as you know, because that was a stacked class in this state. But you've got some big busts in the top ten. Let's look at it. Now, the top two, no issues. N'Kobe Dean, Charles Cross. 
Ely was a five-star and did not have five-star potential. You mentioned it a second ago. 24-7 ranks their five-stars as NFL draft picks. They only do 32 of them. And Ely was undrafted this past year. Ely, was, to me, was kind of like Malik Newman. He was oh. a really good, really good player mm-hmm. and had a lot of success on the college level, whatever. But to me, you know, a lot of people started comparing Malik to, to Monta Ellis, and immediately I shot that down because Monta was a generational player yeah. in the state of Mississippi. Malik was a great basketball player. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about when you rank these guys like this, the, the, Jerion Ely was the number 29 player nationally, which means that he was projected by 247 to be a first-round draft pick. Yeah. And um, great player, and I thought he was very, very productive in, in college. So not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, you know, move him really far down the list because he had a great college career. Well, I'll just go but, ahead and tell you that he's not in the top five. Uh, we'll I'm get looking, to it in a minute. We'll get to it in a minute. Okay. Uh, Charles I mean, Moore. Do it. Charles Moore, complete bust. Bust. Head case, no question. Man. Nathan Pickering. I, I don't think he's played a down in college, by no. the way. Nathan Pickering, his career continues at Mississippi State. Byron Young, his career continues at Alabama. Jaron Handy transferred from Auburn to Indiana and then was dismissed this spring due to some disciplinary issues. Uh, Brandon Turnage went from Alabama. He's at Tennessee now, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hasn't really done anything. Derek Hall has been a good player for Auburn. Dennis Jackson has done nothing at Ole Miss. That was your top 10 in 2019. I did switch the top two. I put Cross ahead of Dean. I think Dean had a little bit more celebrated college career, but you can't go against a top ten pick for Cross. So Cross is number one. Dean is two. Which is crazy when you think about it. The the other day I was like looking at – I was doing the Charles Cross thing for my countdown, and I saw he was number two, and I was started thinking. I was like, who was number one? There's there's, Whoever was number one just – there, there's no way they're there. Then I saw it was N'Kobe Dean. Yeah. I was like, well, no, I, actually can make a, I actually can make a case for N'Kobe Dean to be ahead of Charles Cross, which yeah. is insane. Three is K.J. Jefferson. Yeah, b- big time underrated. 14th ranked player. In, a four-star player. It's Mississippi that year, as we've talked about many times, had 16 composite four-stars that year. That is an insane number for the state of Mississippi. I have him third. I have an Ole Miss running back fourth. Snoop Connor. It's Snoop Connor. Connor. I, I love Snoop Connor, but here's the thing. I'm I'm gonna give Ely the edge because mm-hmm. of what he did in the in the kick and punt return game. He was all purpose back. I, I think Snoop Connor is the better running back. Mm-hmm. But as far as production, I'm gonna give Ely the the edge on production. I, I would rank I think Connor was a better running back. And that's I mean but we're but we're not ranking running backs. We're ranking players. I agree with that. But I, I would I would rank Connor. I would want Connor on my team before you. Well, as a running back, I mean that's the whole point. I mean, we're talking about player. If we're doing a draft, and I got he doesn't return Connor kicks. Really. Why why would you why would you limit yourself to a player that you're just going to have a running back? But Ely like can be just player. as productive. At, but Ely can be as productive at running back, but also give you a dynamite returner. Well, I mean, if I had to choose between Jaden Wally and Tulu Griffin, who am I picking? So here, here's, here, here are the stats. Ely with 2,235 rushing yards and 20 touchdowns. Snoop Connor, 1,580 yards mm-hmm. rushing, same amount of time, 26 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So I, 
What's the difference? Elite rush for, is it noticeable? Uh, yeah, eighty more carries for who? So, uh, for Ely. Yeah. Ely averaged five point eight yards a carry, and Connor averaged five point two. I just and like Connor better. I'm just telling you my opinion. I, I did the I know, but we're, if we're talking about, I mean, we're talking about the better player. That's where we're ranking. Ely on offense had nearly three thousand yards of total offense and twenty four touchdowns. Connor had, let's see, he had uh, two hundred twenty five rushing yards, so he had eighteen hundred total yards of offense. Mm-hmm. And then you start, and then you go into kick returns. Ely had nearly a thousand yards of kick returns. I guess. I just, well, I guess the reason I mean, I'm I, doing this is I think Connor. Really, I'd rather have an overachiever than an underachiever. Well, I don't think Ely underachieved. You can't be a. I, I think that I don't think that was a fair. You're a five star, and you go undrafted. You underachieved. I, I think that was. I don't think that was his fault because he is what he is as a player. That's why he didn't get drafted. Mm-hmm. He is what he is. It's, it's not. You know, he's a five nine running back going into the NFL. I mean, that's not going to. That's not a first round pick, and they're, they're, they don't select running backs in the first round much anymore. Why is he a five star? That's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't blame that on him. I don't blame that ranking on him. Well, I mean, he was still a highly productive. What I would back. tell you then is, okay, maybe he doesn't make a great NFL draft pick, but even then, he should put up ridiculous stats. He should be a thousand yard rusher every year, something like that. He wasn't. He was just a, an okay college football player. Well, he wasn't the. He wasn't a back to put up a thousand yards rushing. But that's that my wasn't point. His, that wasn't that's how they the used point him. I'm trying to make is that he's overrated. But we're saying you're you're using that to say that he was not as good as you thought he was going to be. I thought he was. I thought he was very productive for how they used him. He can only do what he's asked to do, and he averaged. Five, if he was a he, better football player, they would have asked him to do more. He averaged over six yards a touch on offense every time he touched it for a running back. That's pretty. That's pretty good. It's almost a first a, down every time he touches him. it, and on kick returns, he was uh, wait. That was that was Connor that was doing. So he had actually Ely averaged over seven yards per touch mm. on offense. He averaged eight yards of reception, six yards of catch. I mean, I'm just not. You're not going to sell me on. I know Ely. I'm not because you have your mind made up and you cannot be told otherwise. Despite the fact that I've given you statistical data here, where the two guys played in the same era and the same on the same three teams. And Ely had nearly four thousand yards of total yardage, and Connor had eighteen seventy. I mean, what are we what are we doing here? He had over two thousand more yards. One's a five star, was rated the number twenty nine player in the nation, regardless of position. Look, are we are we ranking? Was uh, never we, all SEC. He's overrated. Okay, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. We're ranking. You're ranking the top ten based on their production. Ely had more production than Snoop Connor. Are you ranking them? What I, I mean, thought, what tell I me think the criteria? Snoop Connor here. is a better football player than Jerry. Okay, but then, then say that. Then say I that. Don't saying, say don't rank them based on their production from I mean, their, if I rate them based on their production, the Kobe Dean would have been the number one on the, on this this top five. Okay, and that's that's I, that's why I said earlier I I'm okay with the Kobe Dean being number one. That's why I would put him number one. You can one. make a case for it, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna no nah, Ely, no. I just okay, well, on my list, Ely is number th- is number three, I guess. Ahead, yeah. of, ahead of KJ Jefferson? No, I, I would put him. I'll put him fourth behind KJ. I forgot about KJ. I have Derek. So Hall he would slip down one. He, he is. Oh my god, dude! 
Jer- Derek Hall is not ahead of Jerry on Ely. You're you're biased here. If I'm biased, I wouldn't have put Snoop Connor on here. You're I'm, you're biased against him because he's a bust. I mean, call he's a bust. You, you can call a... it what you want to, but he didn't. I mean, I've seen people saying that a lot. I would say that he did not perform up to five star projections. I'm not going to call him a bust. bust. Is. That's the that's so the definition. I'm not going to call him a bust. I consider a bust somebody that completely flunked on the, in their college career. Jerion Ely had nearly 4,000 yards. He averaged over 1,000 yards all-purpose, nearly 1,000 yards all-purpose every year of his career, all three seasons. Imagine if Mississippi State had signed a five-star running back that never rushed for 1,000 yards. Come on, man. No. I mean, uh, he's look. Lost. He's not a bust. He's not a bust. He, he didn't live up to five-star, to the five-star rating. Mm-hmm. But to me, I, and maybe I just have a different, you know, I, I just, I consider the word bust very strong. And if I, if I'm going to say the word bust, I'm Charles Moore is a bust. He was a high four star. He's a bust. Jaron Handy is a bust mid four star. Are you going to call Brennan Turnage a bust? He said he hasn't had nearly the career that Jerry on Ely had. And he was a, I would call Brandon Turnage a bust. Yes. See, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. He's played for two SEC teams, and this past season he started to get some playing time. I mean, I'm not going to call him a bust. Well, we'll see what happens. He can change that label with a good, you know, couple, you know, final final season. But right now he's a no. Well, no, no, no. He can't. He can't change that now, but not with a good final season. I mean, Jerry Ely had a had a really good three year career, and you called him a bust. He never rushed for a thousand yards. He never scored. But what? That doesn't matter. That doesn't it does matter. matter. Because it totally matters. Here's why it doesn't matter, Brian, because he's being used in three different ways. He's not just a he's not just a running back. He's being used as a wide receiver. He's being used uh, as a running back. He's been re- used on jet sweeps. Bad. He's been used by kick class. return. Yeah. Bad. This this running back class in 2019, not good. A lot of bust. Trey Sanders has done nothing at Alabama. John Emery has done nothing at LSU. Those are the top two. The best guy in here is probably Isaiah Spiller, who was ninth. This is a rough class of running backs. I got really nothing to compare it to. He's a bust. Jerry Ely had a had a really good career at Ole Miss. Totally overrated. I disagree. You're wrong, but that's okay. Okay. 2018. This is a wait. Pass. Wait. What was the what was the rest of the top ten? Uh, we did the top ten. Hold on. Uh, Dean Cross Ely, more Pickering. Byron Young, Handy, Turnage, Derek Hall, Dennis Jackson. Oof. That's rough, man. If Dennis Jackson's in the top ten, that's a wait, no, no. Wait, did, wait, I was talking about your list. Oh, the top five? My top five were Cross, Dean, Jefferson, Connor, Hall. Okay. All right. Where's Jerry and Jones on your list? Yeah. He was 43rd. Plumley? Uh, he was uh, G10RY to God. 2018 is <laughs> a bad class, man. There's just no way to get around it. I mean, number one player in the class, Malik Keith. Oh, yeah. That was, I was looking at that class the other day. Oh, my goodness. Not great. Uh, dollar Bill, two. Fabian Franklin, who, to my knowledge, has done nothing at TCU, three. 
Jaden Crumity was four. Mark is that where he is that where Fabian Franklin is? That's where he, he signed. I don't know if that's where he is. Man, Snoop Connor out of that Hattiesburg, you know, He's South Oklahoma, Mississippi. According to uh, 24-7. Oh, goodness. That South Mississippi, there was a, like a couple years, two or three years in a row where they had some really good running backs. Mm-hmm. Snoop Connor was the most like under under right, under right, undervalued under, guy yeah. the entire and, you know, one thing I'll, I'll say about our argument, Snoop Connor should have been utilized way more than yeah. he was. Great college running back. I think, I think, he, I think if he, Dan Mullen had here's one thing I will say, State, he would have been a bulldog. Here's one thing I will say. Mm-hmm. I think he has a better pro career than, yeah, I do than too. Jerry on Ely. Me too. All right. So, anyway, uh, Heath, Johnson, Franklin's your top three. Crumity, fourth. Marcus Murphy, fifth. Cole Smith, sixth. Fabian Lovett, seventh. James Williams from Callaway. Oh. I know, right? Deuntra Hyman from Meridian, ninth. And then Jeffrey Johnson from Brookhaven was 10th that year. I re-ranked Dude, them. This at, is, I re-ranked this, them thusly. This is bad. This is a bad group. Remember Jarvion Howard? Yeah. Yeah. I have Kenneth Gainwell, number one. I mean, Jet Johnson is going to be in my top 10. Yeah. Gainwell was the 29th player. He went to, to Memphis, had a great uh, junior campaign there, a senior campaign. He rushed for over 1,400 yards. He's now in the NFL. He rushed for 200 yards and five touchdowns last year for the Eagles. Gets him to number one. Uh, number two is Jeffrey Johnson, who uh, played f- three solid years at Tulane and was a starter for them and is now in at Oklahoma, transferred to Oklahoma, and will be a starting defensive tackle for the Sooners this year. Really good college player. I don't know how he escaped Mississippi State. Don't know how state didn't have a, a bigger. Didn't they recruit him some though? I'm sure they, they did. Kind of... Yeah, from Brookhaven. Yeah, but he went to Tulane. So I mean, that's just it's a miss. That's a miss for everybody. There. Uh, third on this list is Jaden Crumity. That's solid three-year starter for Mississippi State. You know, which is, that's what this list is. I actually have Malik Keith fourth. Okay, I'm gonna disagree with you on some of these, but. And then fifth, I have uh, Fabian Lovett, who's been a solid player for Florida State since he transferred. Okay. Who would you put on this list other than the guys I have? Um, so my number one – who was your number one? Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell. I'll, I'll stick with Kenneth Gainwell. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with um, – I think I'm going to go with Jaden Crumity number two. Okay. Then Fabian, no, yeah, Fabian Lovett. He's been a three-year starter in Power Five. Okay. I'm going to go with Cam Young. Okay. After Fabian Lovett, I'm going to go Cam Young after Fabian Lovett, and then I'm going to go with um, Cameron Jones. After the this will be his. Yeah, I just, I mean. I guess he can be in there. I just don't I, – I haven't been keeping up with him, so I don't really know. I haven't know. either, but I looked at his stats today. I mean, he's been a good player for Tulane, and now he's going to play for one of the best teams in the country. Okay, well, he can – yeah, I mean, he can go in there. He can go in there over Cam Young, I guess. All right. He's going to Oklahoma. Not a huge disagreement there. Cam Young, Cameron Jones. Uh, I think I'll go with Jet Johnson and then Cole Smith. Just you doing a top ten here? Yeah, or you just do five? I just do top five, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we'll go with 
Kenneth Gamewell, Jaden Crumity, Fabian Lovett, Jeffrey Johnson, Cam Young. Okay. I mean, in terms of production, he Malik Heath with 70 career catches. Not terrible, but, I mean, he was also the number – yeah, I, I can't help but think when you're the number one player in the state, I just expect a little bit more, and, and he had yeah. delivered that. And, you know, went to JUCO, and yeah. I mean – so 2017 is one of the first years where they got this. We got 2019. Class. The top two were correct. Yeah. And you have a, it's kind of rough at places after that. But Cam Akers and Willie Gay are one, two. Yes. Third was Didi Bowie. Mm. Oof. Miles Brennan's fourth can never stay healthy. Never should have been rated as highly as he is, though. Just no. Never should have been. Um, Kylan Hill, fifth. CJ Avery, sixth. Sadiq Charles, who went to LSU from MRA, is seventh. Jordan Murphy, who went to uh, Tennessee from Hattiesburg, eighth. Cam White, the Clinton safety, who went to Ole Miss, as ninth. And then Aaron Odom, who is uh, now at USM, but obviously started at Mississippi State, tenth. Here's my top five. I have Akers and Willie Gay, one, two. I I left them the same as they are. Mm -hmm. Both good college players, and then both have been good pros so far. I have Ty Freifogel third. Okay. The wide receiver from, uh, from Indiana who was 41st in this class out of George County. Uh, I have, he's had a really good college career. I put Kylan Hill fourth. I know it ended poorly for him, but he did lead the SEC in rushing uh, in, as a junior and is, is currently in the NFL. And then I have USM's Tim Jones uh, fifth. He's had a fantastic career in Hattiesburg. He's had caught a bunch of passes. He was the 21st player out of Biloxi uh, in, in 2017. Okay, I went with Austin Williams in front of him. Williams was could have been that guy, but Tim Jones, is, I mean, his, his career stats are better. I know he's, he's, playing, he's playing the Conference USA. I, I know that. I know that. But one guy is a number one receiver and one guy is a number three receiver, four receiver, something like that. Well, Tim Jones would probably be the no, a number two or three receiver in Mississippi State, too, though. Well, well two I'm going to go with Austin Williams. Three. This is where I started Austin Williams. Tim Jones is a good football player. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Austin Williams on mine. That's fine. That's fine. So, this class, I mean, Bowie is a train wreck. Brennan's never done anything. Avery had a solid career at Louisville. Sadiq Charles had some starts at LSU. He's a good player. Got I don't drafted. think Murphy ever did anything. Uh, at Tennessee. And ben Brown's a guy that could be on that list, too. Ben Brown w- would have been a- around that place, yeah. Been a, he was, a, what, a three-year would have been If he would have been healthy this year, he would have been, yeah. you know, he, he would have been a guy that probably gets drafted and has a really good season and all that. Yeah. All right. 2016 is fun. 2016, we're fixing to come up to you. We're halfway done. Let's go, let's go to that. But first, let's do – let's move on to the second half of the show. It's brought to our friends over at – the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. The 4th of July is coming up. If you're firing up the grill, throw some steaks on there. That's what America is all about, red meat. Throw yourself some steaks, some burgers, or hey, do live the whole long day with a brisket. Whatever it is you're looking to cook out for this 4th of July weekend, make sure that it's beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. What else to say? It's just good food, good times, and good people. If you're going to be in Starkville this weekend or any weekend, make sure a trip to Two Brothers is on the list. 
Head out to Two Brothers, grab a great meal. It's always fun at the home of Smoke Southern Soul Food. Great products and great service. I know every business promises you that. Advantage Business Systems delivers it. And I got the proof. They've had their doors open for 47 years. Nobody's hanging around that long unless they are taking care of their customers. So when you have business technology needs or when your product, when you when some of your, uh, your machines are, are going down, you need to call Advantage Business Systems to help you. They always can and they always will because they're a Mississippi business just like you. Number 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. 2016 is a year where they got it right, especially at the top of the class. So the top heavy year in Mississippi, you had a lot of high-end talent. You got a lot of it right for the most part. Jeff Simmons, number one overall player in the, the state that year as a defensive end, no less. Benito Jones, number two. A.J. Brown, third. Nigel Knott, fourth. Raekwon Davis, fifth. D.K. Metcalf was sixth. And then it starts to drop off. Octavius Cooley, Scott Lashley, Kobe Jones, and Marquise Spencer. So you've got Ooh, a... What a what a freaking class. That's a, I mean, that's a good, solid class. You've got... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of your guys were multi-year starters. And you've got three, four guys who were first or second round picks. Okay, so the so here's my big dilemma here. Do we go on who had the best, you know, production in college? Mm-hmm. Because you can go that direction, or you can go who's, you know, doing it in the pros. Right. I mean, this is it's tough. It's a tough group, man. I think man. Simmons is easily number one. Simmons is absolutely number one. And then and I, went, I went AJ, two. Yes. I went Raquan Davis, three. Guy was a multi-year starter on national championship teams and was a really good football player. DK Metcalf really only had one great year at Ole Miss. So he's – Yeah. That, that's that's kind of where I was saying, you know, are we going with college, career, what? Because – Raekwon was outstanding at Alabama. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I'm not hearing a ton from him. I think he plays for the Dolphins, maybe. Yes. DK has DK is reaching kind of his potential there. Because he's healthy. Coming together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that – and I, I would probably go with – I would probably go with DK after him still. Yeah. And then I went Marquis Spencer fifth. Yes. Three uh, either, either Marquis or Kobe, and Kobe I think Jones. he had a – he had a better career than Kobe. Well, I, I just went. Marquis got drafted in the NFL, and Kobe did not. Is how I, I kind of looked at that. The bottom part of this class, you're not finding a lot of those diamonds in the rough kind of guys. Um, Greg Island was 22nd. You know, started a few years at Mississippi State. Good player. Uh, Dorian Parker, the same sort of situation. Jack Abraham, who had a couple good years at Southern, obviously, and then you know transferred here, and, and it just didn't work out with injuries. But other than that, there's not a, there's not like a glaring miss in the 2016 class. So, you know, just looking at looking at these classes just brings up memories of some I knew of it these. Would, yeah, I thought you'd enjoy some, it. Well, and and some of these recruitments too, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember those those Meridian guys. Remember, like all those Meridian yeah. guys were were going to come to state. Raekwon, none of them did, and none of them hired, panned out, except for Raekwon. Raekwon, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Daniel Crowell. Never did anything. Dyer Jones, I think, got kicked off the team or something at Vanderbilt. Quincy Linton didn't do anything at Florida. And then, you know, LaMarcus Thomas at Louisville. I don't, did he, 
do much there. Damian Dickens, remember him? Yeah. He never did anything. He went to Colin. Quincy Linton, uh, he was he was doing okay. I think he got hurt. Jericho Morris, remember that guy? Yeah. Yeah, this is – I mean, Kadarian Mason, Corbin Harmon. Yeah, a lot of big names. Javius Barney, I remember his career at Callaway. Yeah. 2015 was the year where there was a lot – you thought this was a big year in the state of Mississippi. And it as it turned out, none of these guys are in the NFL. Some of them had decent college careers. Javon Patterson was the number one overall player in the state that year, followed by Jamal Peters and then Leo Lewis. Fletcher Adams, four-star out of uh, Brandon, uh, is fourth. Malik Deer, fifth. Armani Litton, we love talking about him. Uh, the sixth player, Tommy Champion, who ended up having to go to JUCO, but he was the seventh or eighth player in this class. Tim Washington, Willie Hibbler, and then Gabriel Campbell. Remember him? Remember that name from the past? Yes. Was to Oklahoma. I was just he talking up, to somebody about him the other day. He ended up having an injury, I believe, and, and he had to retire from football. This is a class where the strength is towards the bottom. My number one player in this class is Jonathan Abram. The uh, Oh, yeah, I forgot all about him being in that class. The 19th-rated player in the state. I mean, he's a first-round pick. I feel like I got to go with him uh, at, with that. Um, number two player in this class is Daryl Henderson to me, running back out of South Panola, who uh, ended up becoming a big-time player. He's the 42nd-rated player in the state. Uh, and now he's in the NFL. Uh, with the, he's with the Rams, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, what a, what a whiff on Jonathan Abram, by the way. Whiff on Abram? Well, you say you whiffed on Abram. I, mean, I guess being nineteenth is the whiff. That, I'm talking about the ranking. Yeah, I mean, especially because yeah, he went to Georgia. I mean, he's what the third rated safety in that class. I mean, he's behind Armani Linton. He's behind. Uh, Mark McLaurin, who had a good career at Mississippi State, but not as good as Abram. And then he's also – he's only a couple spots ahead of Jarvis Wilson. I mean, that, there was a lot of good safeties in that class that year for in the state he, of Mississippi. So, I, I vividly remember that recruitment and, you know, camps and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Basically, I think, I think Mark McLaurin might have gotten his scholarship, mm-hmm. which I got Mark, McLa- Mark McLaurin fourth on my list. Oh, I don't. I got him fourth behind Javon Patterson. So um, here's my top five. Let's 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 get through it and you tell me what you think. Abram one, Henderson two. I have Gardner Minshew third. Oh shoot. I forgot all about Gardner. Yeah, he yeah, you Gardner, gotta, he's gotta be in there. He's gotta be in there. Let's see, where was he rated that year? I just saw him. He's down towards the 40th. Oh my god. I mean it's it's incredible. Two three NFL guys in, in the state that year. None of them ranked ahead of nineteenth. State was state was recruiting Jamar Smith mm-hmm. over Minshew. That was their guy. Who had a decent career at Louisiana Tech, but not yeah. But at Louisiana yeah. Tech, uh, the next four two guys, neither one Jaylen of them. Smith. I have Jamarcus Bradley ahead of Jalen Smith. Okay, Bradley from Ackerman had a great career at Louisiana Lafayette, and then Jalen Smith had a great career at Louisville. My, so that's my top five: Abram, Henderson, Minshew. Bradley Smith. Leo Lewis would have been sixth on this for me. Four-year starter for Mississippi State. Everybody it's, talks about the NCAA stuff, but he was a four-year starter at an NCAA school, at an SEC school. And was freshman All-SEC. Freshman All-American. If, if, they don't, if, if he doesn't have the NCAA yeah. stuff, 
Mm-hmm. He's a completely different player. I agree with that. I think it, it affected him very much mentally. So because that redshirt freshman year, he it was, was great. outstanding. It was fantastic. Yeah. All right. Again, fourteen. Robbie, this class is not. It's not good. This is a bad class. Rod Taylor, the number one overall player in the class, offensive lineman with Ole Miss. Ole Miss got the uh, the top four players in the state this year. C.J. Hampton, more famous for decommitments than anything he did on a football field. Markel Pack decommitted as well uh, and never did anything at Ole Miss. Breland Speaks had a good career at Ole Miss. I know state fans hate him, but he had a good career and he, he got drafted. Devin Voorhees, the fifth-rated player, never did anything at LSU. Jamoral Graham, we all know, played a couple years at State before he had to transfer. Eris Williams was seventh. Gary Green, eighth. Sammy Epps, another guy Ooh. who missed and did nothing. And then that, was the, that was one of those guys that, that went off at the Miss, Miss Al game yeah. and everybody warned him. Yeah, and then Jesse Jackson was the 10th-rated player uh, in the state that year. My top five looks like this. The number one player in the state was the 42nd-rated player in the state, Elton Jenkins. Yes, Jenkins absolutely. Jenkins basically a pro bowler at this point. 30, 38th is the second-rated player in the state, Logan Cook. I know he's a punter, but he is a starting punter in the NFL. Give him, and that's give him been credit. starting for several years now. Yeah, good player. I have Speaks third, Rod Taylor fourth, and Aris Williams fifth. I don't know if I feel like I should have put Gary Green in here somewhere, but I just feel like those are the – Speaks had a, has had some, some success in the NFL. Taylor, well, why, a, why Rod Taylor? He's a three-year starter for Ole Miss. He didn't really do anything. I, uh, one of the Moore twins mm-hmm. has a better case to me than he does. Which one, Calvin? I, I can't remember which one. Are the Moore twins in this class? Yes, both of them. Oh, yeah, CJ and AJ. CJ, yeah, okay. Um, <sighs> Would you have Gary Green over uh, over Rod Taylor? Yes. Okay, I can. I, not, these are ones you can talk me into. Yeah, but I uh, think Aris needs did, to be the thousand yard rusher one year. Did you mention Gennard Avery? Avery was a guy I thought about. He had a fantastic career. Oh, he's got to be in there over. All he's right, got to so be then, in there over Aries. All right, so then Jenkins, Cook, Speaks. Who'd you have? Gary Green over Gary Green, and then Gennard. I, I, I would put Gennard Avery over Gary Green. So Avery and then, and then Green, that's your top five? Yeah, I, th- I think that works. That. I think that works. I mean, these guys, this class, I'm telling you, is so bad. It's just not good. I mean. It's really bad, man. The best guy in the top ten as far as NFL was Breland Speaks, who is not, I don't think he's currently in the NFL. So, And if you look at State's class that year, mm-hmm. all their best players are pretty much at the bottom of the class, the with class exception like has, Aries and them. The class that has Elton Jenkins, Deion Calhoun, and Nick Fitzgerald all at the bottom of the class. Yep. So that, that is just that's yeah. crazy how that happened. Yes. 13. Well, they got the number one guy right because it's Chris Jones by far and away. This Tony was Connor. like this, this was kind of like that 2015 class to me, by the way. Yeah. Tony Connor, had he not gotten hurt, would yes. have been an NFL first round pick. I'll give him his freshman year, he was great. Incredible. He was the best freshman Ole Miss had in that group of Treadwell and Kim Diche and the rest of them. He was yeah. far and away the best guy, but he got hurt. Kalo Moore is third. Oh, God. Ashton Schumpert, fourth. Really didn't do much at Mississippi State. Ryan Buchanan was fifth. Jake Thomas from Columbus was sixth. Dion Mix, who I know is most famous in our group 
for flipping his commitment at the, while we were trying to watch the Royal Rumble. <laughs> uh, Gabe, Brandon Wells, eighth. Ooh. Gabe Miles, ninth. And Scott Austin from Biloxi, Mississippi, was 10th. Ooh. Here's how I rank this class. This is the 13th class. I got Chris Jones number one, quite obviously, right? It's not close. Yes. yes. From what I could tell, the only other guy who got drafted in this class was Derek Jones, the cornerback out of Eupora, U- U- Mississippi. Who- Which I, I was shocked when that happened, by the way. Yeah. I didn't think he was a great college football player. He, he had length. He's 6'3". People just – he's toolsy. But he's yeah. still, he, he's, he had a cup of coffee with the Jets. He was a sixth-round pick. We'll take him. I have Gabe Miles as, as the third player in this class. I think he had a productive college career. If nothing else, he had a productive college career. Did you you put Derek Jones second? Over yeah. I mean, there's not really uh, a guy. Jamal Claiborne was a multi year starter for state, was had a much better college Never career. Never played in the NFL. Oh, oh, you you change your criteria I, over and over. I'm telling you, you right you, now. You put you put I'm Rick trying to Ron look Davis. at it like twenty four seven does. And I'm trying to look at it in terms of you know the DK Metcalf should have been third on your list earlier. You you changed it. I, I just want I want to know everything into account. And Derek Jones, Jamal Claiborne was a. I don't care if Derek Jones got drafted. No, I don't. Jamal have, Claiborne had a better Claiborne's career. Not top five. So, okay, well, your your list is wrong. Your list is wrong. I'm so angry. Just angry all the time. You won't listen to reason. I, I'm just telling you. I have Durante Bolden fourth, and I have Dylan Bradley from USM fifth. Dylan Bradley had a better career than Derek Jones. I, in terms of, of college football production, I would agree with you. I'm, the, the NFL thing makes a difference to me. Then you got drafted. Been, I feel like I need to put you up there. The DK Metcalf should have been third. I guess. I mean, that's fine. Do you know how? Do you know what Derek Jones' uh, college career looked like? It was not great. I mean, he played on those terrible old Miss defenses. I'm not surprised it wasn't great. He had 11 catches. Did he not do anything defensively? Surely he had a tackle somewhere, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He moved to defense his, his last year. He yeah. had 27 career tackles. There you go. See? Great player. Uh, there's no way I'm putting him over uh, Jamal Claiborne. What, what this class is, though, is it's Chris Jones and everybody else. It there's was a nobody really bad else. class. And it, was, it was. It was that class like, you know, Ole Miss was like getting all these players out of the class and – you know, even the ones that were like towards the bottom, like Taylor Polk, like they got him to like walk on. I think yeah. he was like a three star. Like it was just like a, it was just you know, Chris Jones like saved the day, just like Jeffrey Simmons did in twenty sixteen. Yeah, and it turned out none of those guys were any good for Ole Miss. They had uh, a, probably one, maybe two good years out of Tony Connor. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this that was just said outside of. Uh, Chris Jones, there's just nothing to, to look at in this class. So, all right, last one here the 2012 class again, Robbie, not good. Channing Ward was the only five star in the state that year, the number one player in the state. Anthony Alford, number two, I think he's in the he's still in the minors, isn't he? Uh, he got he got called up at some point. I don't know if he's, he's on been a in the majors, right now, but, but yeah, yeah, Quay Evans, third. Ooh. Oh, oh, man. Yikes. Nick James, fourth. Jeremy Liggins, 
committed to LSU. Of course, we know he ended up at Ole Miss. Isaac Gross, sixth. A.J. Jefferson, seventh. Richie Brown, eighth. Arthur Cowan. Remember that guy from Olive Branch, yep. Arkansas? He's ninth. And Xavier Grendel, who never did anything at Mississippi State, and I don't know where he well, went. He, he, like, he came to like fall camp and then quit or something. Yeah, basically. He was 10th. That's your top 10 that year. There's really not- good defensive class for Mississippi State, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got some guys who played at least. James Jefferson Brown played for you. So for this class, let me see here, my last one here. Number one player in the state to me was Vernon Butler. Remember him? Yeah, he was good at La Tech. La Tech, 35th race player to say. He was a first-round draft choice. Channing Ward had a good career. Who? Channing Ward had a good career. At Ole Miss? Yeah, he was, he was solid. He was not a five-star, but he was solid. You and I have very – Different oh my God, dude! Game. You just gave you just gave the number two spot in the state to a guy that had eleven career catches and twenty seven tackles. Channing Ward again. Channing Ward played in the NFL. He wasn't drafted. Who cares? He was a five star. That's why four I four years in the NFL. Was, say it with me, Robbie. Channing Ward was a bust. He was he was a bust. He was absolutely a bust. Why is he on my list? He's not on my top five. Well, he had a better. He did a much better career than Derek Jones, who you had second on your list. It seems like you pick and choose who's going to be. Good. Well, yeah, that's the point. I pick and choose. I picked all. Now of them. You pick and choose like one guy might be might not fit their criteria on the other list. Derek Jones played in the NFL. So did Channing Ward. Channing Ward was a five star who everybody expected to play in the NFL and didn't get drafted. Derek Jones was not a guy anybody had picked for the NFL, but he got there. That deserves some credit. Go on with your list. I put Fred Brown second. Oh, God. Is Fred Brown in the NFL? He's still there, isn't he? He still plays, right? I'm correct, aren't I? Now you're making me look. Richie Brown, A.J. Jefferson, and Isaac Gross all had significantly better college careers. Well, Fred Brown Brown. was on his way to having a decent college career, but then he he didn't. Issues. I have Brown, Gross, Jefferson as three, four, five. Avery Genesee was a multi-year starter at Texas A&M. Eh. It wasn't that great. Uh, and just make your list. Just I did. Make your list. I did just make my list. Forget the fact that Isaac Gross, Richie Brown, and AJ, AJ Jefferson were all better college players than Fred Brown, but I'm glad he made the NFL. Fred Brown's career was derailed, but he was a good college football player. By himself. I, I didn't say it wasn't. But then he played, I mean, he played, what, five seasons in the NFL? That's, that deserves some credit. I know, but we're, but we've, we've got, next time we do this, can we get some ground rules? Yes. Can we the get, ground are rules we, are, are going to talk about them to be? Exactly. That's not fair. This is, this is, I'm not, not Joel fair. T. Coleman. I'm not, not fair Bob. to flare. I'm not going to go with whatever Brian Haydad says. Yes, you will. This is just our did. show. This is our show. This isn't your show. You don't get to make the rules yourself. If I'm going to have a, a good spirited debate with you, we need to have the we, same. No, no. The, what makes the debate spirited is me making stuff up and you just coming back at me with it. If we agreed on it, because if we, if we worked together on this, we would have agreed. And then it would just be like us reading the list off. Well, they're, they're, we still, I mean, it's still going to be. We got 90% agreement. It's just those the 10% that 
it was quite vehement the disagreement. So, <laughs> one thing this says to me, especially with the old Miss players, which I was, I was on one and you were on the other one. Yeah, you know, big mark for Jerry on Ely. I never knew. Um, <laughs> one thing this shows me, you know, as we say that two things can be true at the same, two different things can be true at the same time. Mississippi players, by and large, are both underrated and overrated. Like the lower guys, the guys 20 and below, there's a lot of quality players in there. But state in the, in the state, if you're a top 10 guy, if you're a four-star, it feels like you're 50-50 bust at best. Yeah. It's, it's like the opposite of, you know, the numbers, what the numbers say about mm-hmm. four and five stars that get drafted. Yeah. The teams that, I mean, it's just. In Mississippi, it's not the case. I mean, I said, let's well, look at this 2012 class. There's not a single guy in the top 10. Or just go four stars, right? You had seven four stars that year. None of them were drafted. Here's the thing that I think is the biggest factor with that mm-hmm. is this state is, is you know, from a you know, national standpoint, there's not a lot of spotlight on this state. Right. The talent level here is extremely high. Yeah. But there's a lot of these kids, they've never had to deal with the spotlight. They've never had to deal with being a five-star. And some kids handle that differently than others. We know Jeffrey Simmons was one of those guys where he was not going to be outworked. He never really looked at the ratings, never looked at anything like that. There's some kids out there that, you know, once they get that rating, once they get that spotlight, they don't know how to deal with it. And then you got the kids that, that we've mentioned that were ranked in the 30s and the 40s and all that. Those kids feed off of being yeah. underlooked. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. The, you're not overlooked. Wrong. That's you know I, I feel like that is the biggest thing is you know there's such a chip on the shoulder of these guys that they can turn that that around for themselves. And there's other guys that they can't handle the spotlight. Yeah, that's that's what I think is probably the biggest factor in all that. I hope this was fun. Hope you guys enjoyed this little stroll down memory lane. Some I mean, some of these names, like you said, Robbie, brings back so much. Uh, memory, especially it's got to be for you because you've actually covered some of those recruitments. Me, I just think about some of the message board stuff we had to deal with all those years. Uh, next week on the show, uh, we're doing Florida on the SEC preview. We don't have an opponent preview. It states by week, uh, but we'll start looking ahead. I mean, we're getting into July now, so we're just we're a month away from the start of preseason camp. We're only, what, 20 days away from SEC media days, so a lot to talk about in the coming weeks. Probably we'll have some more baseball news next week, I would imagine. Somebody from the portal will make a decision. We'll talk about it. You guys have a great weekend. Have a great fourth. Be safe and enjoy it. We'll talk to you again. Next week, by the way, we will do a show. Robbie, let's do a show on uh, – we'll do a show Sunday for Monday, but we'll take Monday off for Tuesday. We'll enjoy the fourth. How about that? Sounds good to me. All right, buddy. Talk to you again soon. Guys, have a great fourth. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.